welcome to the Dissident Daughters podcast. This is Ada, and I am here today by myself again. <laughs> um, I have a few things on my mind uh, these last this last week or so, and have a lot of things that I want to talk about and share today. After my kind of rant last week about the Roe v. Wade thing and some of my thoughts around feeling like my body was being controlled and that was like one of the biggest things that was making me super angry about that is the body autonomy thing. The idea that that it was okay to control what women do with their bodies and that was part of what triggered so much of my anger uh, about the Roe v. Wade thing. And then I got to thinking more about just our bodies in general and how much um, indoctrination is kind of wrapped up in women's bodies and how we are controlled and how we are viewed. And, you know, we've talked a lot about purity culture and, you know, the whole modesty thing. And we've talked, we've talked about a lot of the different issues surrounding that. But one thing that kind of kept coming to my mind this last week was my ideas and my thoughts and opinions around body image. And uh, I think one of the things that brought this idea to my mind was I was having lunch with a friend and she kind of said in passing something about, you know, not being comfortable in her body and not wanting to wear certain clothing because she didn't feel comfortable in her body. And um, that really got me thinking and I realized that since I've left the church, I've actually done a lot of work around this issue, around my body image and around how I feel in my body. And I just kind of, I went back and looked at a lot of my um, journal entries that I've, that I've recorded about this issue and I thought it would be kind of interesting to share some of that with you guys. It's super vulnerable and... You know, it takes some bravery me bravery on my part to kind of share this with you guys, but um, I feel like it's important. I feel like, you know, definitely I know that I'm not the only one that grew up having a certain idea of the way I was supposed to look and the things I was supposed to do and how my body was supposed to be used. And yes, this is definitely a cultural and societal thing but it's also so prevalent in the church that you cannot separate these two things. Every single woman I know who has been in the church and come out of the church has recognized more fully her issues around her body image. And I've had lots of conversations with lots of different women that, are, that have had this issue, so I know I'm not the only one. Um, and I wanna give a shout out to my life coach, Amy Logan. If you guys do not know her, if you not if you have not heard of this woman, you need to find her. She has been a game changer for me. Um, I found her podcast, oh my gosh, probably late in 2020, I would say. Um, and I was introduced to her podcast through uh, my sister-in-law, Esther. She had found her first and then she told me I needed to listen to this podcast. And oh my gosh, I just, I listened to every single episode that she had already put out, you know, maybe 30 or 40 episodes, like all in a week. <laughs> and it was so 
amazing and life-changing and so inspiring and she just has so many great things to say so that's my first comment is shout out to amy logan and her podcast is called ex mormonology and it's just fantastic but she also does life coaching and i decided after consuming so much of her podcast i realized i need to talk to this woman one-on-one she is just amazing and i really feel like she could help me a lot so and she did um, I have been doing life coaching sessions with her for over a year now, and I've uh, participated in weekend retreats that she's done, and I've participated in group coaching sessions that she's done, and then I've also done a lot of one-on-one sessions with her. And one of the very many, many, many topics that we have covered in our coaching is body image. And one thing I love about her is she helps me talk through some of the thoughts and feelings I have around different issues and then she coaches me through it and gives me homework assignments and the homework assignments are like basically just questions you know that I'm supposed to answer and so I'm just going to kind of read through some of my um (laughs) some of my posts my homework posts that I do so I have a blog and it's just a private blog just for me it's my journaling And I usually go through all my homework assignments and my coaching things, and then I'll, you know, I'll write down, you know, all my thoughts in in this way. So I'm going to go through and read some of this stuff, and it might be kind of embarrassing. I'm not really sure. Um, Okay, so this was about a year ago that we really got into deep about body image. And I probably did, I don't know, four or five uh, coaching sessions with her on this issue. And I'll just start reading some of this. So it says... My body is mine, and I get to decide why it exists and what its purpose is. Amy told me this, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. It seems weird to say that I get to decide why it exists and what its purpose is. I think I've always thought that my body exists to create more bodies. In the church, I was always taught that the most important thing I am put here to do is to have babies. Therefore, my body isn't really my own. Its purpose is for other humans to have life. Isn't that a weird thought? So if I get to redefine what my body's purpose is, I guess I would say that it's to help me experience all the many experiences that life has to offer. It helps me accomplish everything I do. My brain works to learn things. My body works to get me places to learn new skills, etc. My body brings me pleasure and pain. Some of the best things in life are food, sex, adrenaline rushes, laughing, touch, smells, sights, sounds, and tastes. I wouldn't have any of those things if I didn't have my body. So I guess my body makes it possible to enjoy life. It also causes me pain, which isn't fun, but I think that we have to have pain in order to feel joy. We have to feel sickness in order to enjoy health. We need those opposites in order to feel any sort of feelings. So I think this is kind of funny because, you know, I wrote this a year, over a year ago. Uh, But as soon as I started reading this part about, you know, having to have joy or having to have pain in order to feel joy and sickness in order to feel health, I started thinking of the song. I think it's from My Turn on Earth where it has the song called Opposition. Something about you can never know the good if you never know the bad. You can never be happy if you've never known sad or something like this. Um, That's what that made me think of. But uh, maybe that's a very, I don't know, kind of a religious way to, to think. But... Anyways, that's that's the way I felt it. Like, and and I think it's I think it's actually true. Like, I think I don't, uh, maybe I don't, mm, I don't appreciate wellness until I'm sick, and then I realize, oh, I haven't been sick in so long. I've been so healthy, and I didn't appreciate it. Like, I didn't think about it. So, 
Anyways, okay, keep going on with this. So I wrote, I'm an especially emotional person. I tend to feel a lot of feelings and my feelings about my body come with a lot of conflict. I'm grateful for it and I wish I could change it in significant ways. Um, I love that and because I, I think a lot of times we, we think things are either or, um, that if we are, you know, if we have some, we wish we could change something, then we must not be grateful for it. But I think there there can be both, right? I can be grateful and I can um, not like my body, you know, and, and that's the way I've been like my whole life. So some of the questions that, that Amy sent me were, you know, she had me kind of write down what are my current thoughts about my body? And uh, I, I kind of, I'll just kind of skim through this, just kind of things like I'm very aware of how my body is aging and how, how my body is changing as I get old. I'm, you know, I'm not as young and vibrant as I used to be. I'm starting to have aches and pains and things like this. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm out of shape. I'm, you know, whatever, but I have a lot of like negative thoughts that go through my mind about my body and they aren't serving me well. And so then she asked this question, what is your body's purpose? Which I think I talked about above a little bit. And, uh, I, I just find it like a really weird concept to actually realize that I get to decide what my body's purpose is. The thought came to me that if my purpose, if what I'd been taught was that my purpose was to make more bodies or more humans and I'm done with that, then essentially my body has no purpose now. So, you know, that doesn't feel very good and, and also doesn't make sense. So I, I, I kind of like the idea that, you know, I get to, I get to take that power back and make that decision for myself now. And I think that my body's purpose is to experience life to its fullest, to run, to sleep, to eat, to drink, to relax, to laugh, to listen to good music, to breathe deeply, to smell, to see and hear things, to enjoy every possible thing that I can. Uh, then I wrote, I want my purpose to now be to find joy in whatever shape that takes. I no longer want to have boundaries and rules about what is okay for me to do with my body. And I, I think what I mean by that is that, you know, I'm sick of having my body controlled by the church um, or by fear or the teachings that I was taught that made me afraid that, oh, if I show my shoulders, then I'll give somebody the wrong idea. Or if I drink a sip of alcohol, I'm suddenly an alcoholic. So these were ways that my body was controlled before. And I no longer, you know, want to have those rules apply to me and to be able to fully, you know, empower myself to make those decisions. Uh, so I'm just going on. It says, I want to experience so many more things in life and that's what I'm going to do without feeling shame or fear about what I'm capable of, without judging myself for how my body looks. My body is unique and strong and resilient and I'm going to keep using it to enjoy every minute I have left on this earth. So then the next question she has for me is, what do you believe your body should look like? And here's my answer. This question is hard for me. I know logically that there's not an exact picture of what my body should look like. It's more like there's a picture of what I want my body to look like, but those are two different things. I understand that my body should just be what it is probably. And I mean, it could be better, but I don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that it should look like anything in particular. I would like my body to be strong and you know, those things, but I, I don't necessarily think it should look like that. So I kind of had a hard time with answering that question. Then the next question was, what do you believe your body should be able to do? 
And then I wrote, I think my body should be able to be active. It should be able to walk, hike, swim, ride a bike, jog, dance, sit, stand, jump, climb, etc. Those don't seem like unrealistic expectations. I don't expect that my body should be able to lift huge amounts of weight or run a marathon or, you know, something like that. But I would like to be able to push my body's limits more regularly. And somehow, you know, that's hard when I don't have very much energy. So I would love to be fit. I would love to get the endorphin high that comes with working out. I would love to have the emotional and mental benefits of exercising. And I need to remember that and, and push myself a little bit more. So that was my very first body image homework. Okay. Um, the next time, which was only about maybe like a week after. Yeah. In fact, I say that here. Okay. So I just pulled up my next assignment. So I said, I think this week after doing some thought work about my body, I'm feeling a little more liberated. I'm feeling better about being in my body, what its purpose is and how I get to decide how I feel about it. I'm starting to be so much more aware of the things I think all day long about my body and the things I think about other people's bodies. It's surprising how much these thoughts go through my mind. It's surprising how judgmental I am of my own body and other people's bodies. Sometimes when I see a beautiful woman and I think that she has a perfect body, I immediately think I have this dialogue in my head about all the things wrong with her or how selfish she is that she spends so much time trying to make her body look good. And then other times I see a woman who, you know, looks really beautiful, but maybe doesn't have the perfect body. And I immediately like her more. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Like they feel like less competition for me or something. I don't know. Is that crazy? My brain is a mess. So, but I, I really remember this, writing this stuff down and thinking, why do I immediately judge people for looking good and like people who make me feel better about myself because they aren't perfect or something? But isn't it so interesting that when we judge others, it's usually because we're judging ourselves too, right? And if we feel good in our own bodies, we tend to not be so judgmental about other people's bodies. So I really need to allow myself, this is more of what I wrote. I really need to allow myself some grace. Stop judging myself by an unreasonable expectation. And I need to allow every other woman more grace and stop judging them by how they look. I'm getting better at reminding myself that there isn't one perfect shape or size, that uniqueness is good and beautiful, that health is better than thinness. And I want to be healthy in my mind and in my body. So I wrote that. And then one of the other things that I did during this body image work that, that Amy walked me through was I wrote a sticky note and I put it on my bathroom mirror that said, I get to love my body. And it was really amazing what this one little sticky note did for me. I, it, it didn't say I love my body because I knew that that was like too far of a stretch for me to say that I knew wasn't true and my brain would totally reject it. And this is, this is, um, something that Amy taught me. Okay. Um, she's going to love, I'm like talking about her through this whole episode, <laughs> but, um, so this was something that she taught me was something called ladder thoughts and how, when you're trying to train your brain to think differently about something, um, you can't just jump to the belief that you want to have. You have to have some ladder thoughts in between there. And so, so that was my ladder thought. It wasn't that, you know, I couldn't jump straight to, I love my body, but I had to say, I get to love my body or I choose to love my body, right? Those are ladder thoughts. So I put that on my mirror and it's so funny because my kids started writing, 
little notes and adding sticky notes to my mirror. So one of them wrote, my mom loves me. One of them wrote, my mom is a badass. Uh, one of them wrote, my mom has big MILF energy. <laughs> oh, I died when I saw that. Um, let's see. Another one wrote, my mom inspires me every day. Um, so anyways, it was just so sweet. They kept adding these notes. And then I started to add notes to myself. Um, like one day, I just felt really good about the way I looked. And I wrote a note on there that says, I look freaking good. And I added that to my list of notes. So anyways, I have this, you know, full length mirror that hangs on my door and it's full of sticky notes. So I can barely even see myself in, in the mirror anymore, but I love those notes and it's made a huge difference. So anyways, okay. So on to the next assignment. So, so, okay. This one is a little bit vulnerable for, for me, but I'm going to share it anyways, because when you are working towards something, you definitely have setbacks no matter what. So this was during my time of, you know, working, towards having better body image. And here is a, an assignment that was about a week after that, that last one. So it says, wow, a lot has come up in the last 24 hours. I thought I was doing really well. And then two things happened. Number one, I ordered swimsuits online. Never do that. <laughs> they arrived and I tried them on. That was really hard. Then I saw a photo of myself with my beautiful daughter. And it was really hard to see how bad I looked. I went to my coaching session with Amy with feelings of being super vulnerable and down. I was very emotional telling her how I felt seeing that photo and trying on swimsuits. I clearly have a lot of work to do. She helped me to just sit in the feelings and feel them. She helped me to put words to the feelings. These are some of the words I came up with. Shame, sadness, disappointment, embarrassment, discouragement, heaviness and loneliness she walked me through an exercise of just sinking down into my body and feeling all the feelings she helped me to feel some compassion for myself to give myself some grace i was thinking about if i were a friend of someone who was feeling what i was feeling i would give them a huge hug and tell them that they are be beautiful and worthy no matter what so i gave that to myself and it felt really liberating. I immediately felt less heavy, less burdened with the negative thoughts I had about myself. Now, one thing I should also mention in this process of working on my body image, I stopped weighing myself. I, you know, all of us probably, I don't know, a lot of people have gained weight during the pandemic. That's just kind of what happened. And I am no exception. I gained a bunch of weight and I used to weigh myself every day. And I used to use that as a gauge for how I was doing. Well, I have completely stopped doing that. Um, but as you can see, like I just wrote, uh, read to you, my thoughts is I definitely have, I still have times where those feelings flood into me, that shame, that disappointment, the embarrassment. I mean, and, and to read those words makes me really emotional. Um, because I try to read them as if that was a friend sharing those things. And I can just feel that, you know, if that was somebody I loved and a friend of mine, 
I would <clears throat> give them so much love and tell them that, you know, like, here's the thing. Your kids don't love you based on your size or how in shape you are. Your, you know, your siblings don't love you based on your size or how in shape you are or how perfect your body is, right? Your friends, they do not love you because of the way you look. And sorry, but if they do, then, then that's a problem, right? <laughs> that's a major, that's a major red flag. Uh, but that is not how this works, right? And so if you can step back and consider those thoughts that people aren't loving you because of the way you look, then you need to stop choosing, you know, that as a barometer for how you feel about yourself, right? Okay, so finishing on with um, what I wrote here. I am capable of thinking better thoughts about myself. It's possible for me to believe that I am worthy of love right now exactly as I am. I'd like to be able to accept myself exactly how I am. I would like to be able to look at pictures and think about the fun memory from the picture instead of picking apart the way that I look. I'd like to just love my family and love the memories we make together instead of selfishly only thinking about how I look and feel in my body. It's terribly self-centered. It's selfish to be self-loathing because I end up not enjoying the memory or the time I have with my family or friends. It completely taints those memories and the fun that I have, so it's taking joy away from me. I tend to want to hurry past the bad feelings. I judge myself if it's hard to do that. I bury the negative and I try to convince myself that I'm better. But the reality hit me last night when I was immediately in a funk because of the photo that I saw and the swimsuits that I tried on. I realized that I don't believe the positive affirmations I've been telling myself. I don't accept those things as the truth. I judge my thoughts and feelings all the time. One of the biggest things I need to learn how to do is to not judge, but to just accept those feelings as they are and move through them. Allow myself to feel whatever it is that I'm feeling and not talk myself out of it or tell myself I'm dumb for thinking that way or whatever. I have such a huge manual on myself, it's ridiculous. I can remind myself that others will love me no matter what, but then I remember that I won't love me no matter what, and that's because I judge myself too much. Um, so then I wrote at the end of this, Amy is helping me so much. I love this work and that I'm doing, let's see, I love this work that I'm doing with her so incredibly much. So, wow, this whole episode is ending up being a love letter to Amy, apparently. So I'll have to make sure she listens to it. <laughs> um, we've become really dear friends through this process of me uh, getting coaching from her. She is so incredibly wise and just a beautiful human in all the ways. So I hope you guys will also get some of that from her and um, get that benefit. She is putting so much good out into the world. So um, one more assignment that I had uh, or that I wrote about here. This is like my fourth after my fourth session. Uh, I said, it's been almost two weeks since my last session. I've been feeling a lot better about my body image. I'm giving myself more grace. I'm not getting down on myself or being negative about the way I look so often. I love the things she said in her last email to me. She taught me this tool about awareness, resistance, curiosity, and authority. So the first thing is being aware of the thoughts. Notice the thoughts. And when you experience resistance to those thoughts, slow it down and get curious about it. Why are you feeling resistant? What is the feeling? that this thought is making you feel. Can you see that that thought is optional? We may be resistant to believing that the thought is optional or we resist the thought because we make it mean something about us and therefore we don't want to engage with it. So she says, strip it down, get curious, think about it. Can you approach your thoughts with curiosity? 
Why do you feel the way you do? And are the thoughts true? And then the last one is the authority. You are ultimately the authority of your life, your thoughts and your feelings. Curiosity allows us to have authority over our thoughts and feelings. And do you want to keep those thoughts or do you want to change them? What is best for you and your life? This way, you get to decide what to do with the thoughts instead of the thoughts deciding for you. So I love this idea of having authority over my life. It's one of the main uh, themes of my whole entire faith crisis is becoming my own authority, right? Choosing that, um, that I get to make my own choices about my own self and that I get to have authority over my life. Are the thoughts I've been thinking serving me? And if not, then I get to decide to have different thoughts or I get to decide what to do with those thoughts. If I'm having a thought, I get to ask, why am I thinking this thought? And is this thought true? What feeling feelings is this thought bringing up? Do I want different thoughts and feelings? My thoughts don't decide for me. I get to decide what I do with those thoughts. I've been making some good changes in my eating habits and just being more conscious about what I put into my body. And I've been more conscious about self-talk and how that affects me. I think I've been doing really well with it and I'm pleased with my progress. I still have a long ways to go, but I'm making baby steps and that feels good. So I love that. So let's see, I had one more and the title of it is I am strong in my body. And this is what I wrote. I'm strong in my body. My body has brought me every good thing that I've ever experienced. My body has been there with me from the beginning. I want to take good care of her. I want to love her and cherish her and be so grateful for her. My body is really great. I have great legs. <laughs> they are toned. They are beautiful. They have a great shape and size. My legs are my favorite thing about my body. There are many other parts of my body that I don't love or that I struggle to love and embrace, but my legs are not one of those things. I'm really proud of the way my legs look. It's kind of funny to read this. I want to continue to take good care of them so that they are strong and can do all the things I need them to do. I want to change my frame of reference about diet and exercise. I want to just take good care of myself, which means, um, you know, feeding myself good nutrients, moving my body in the way that makes me feel good, taking care of my skin or my nails or my hair, or my heart, my muscles, my, jo my joints, my bones, all those kinds of things. I've just really re evaluated what it means to take care of myself and so much of it is in my own head it's in my own thoughts it's in the way I've been conditioned my whole life to think and feel about my body and I think this is at the very core of Mormonism is that we are not we aren't our own people able to do whatever we want with ourselves we are owned by God and we are only supposed to be obedient to God or to the patriarchy, right? To the leaders of the church. And I'm just not going to, I'm not going to go with that anymore. I'm just not. It's not, it hasn't served me well. And I have felt so much more empowerment by taking that power and authority back for myself, deciding what I feel good with in my body, what feels good to me, and I'm not going to have this image of a size two or a size six or a size 12 or a size 18 or whatever the hell the size is. I'm not going to have a manual about what size I should be. Size is not bringing me happiness. Thinking about that is not making me feel grateful and happy for my body and be grateful for it. I have just decided that 
there is way more to this life than worrying every day about how people view me, about how I look in a bathing suit, or about what wrinkles or rolls I have, what you know, baby fat I still have around my belly. Those kinds of things, they are just an absolute waste of my time and my energy and they are sucking the joy out of my life. So if any of you listening have this as well, have these feelings and thoughts around your body, I want you to stop and challenge those, okay? I want you to stop talking negatively to yourself. Think about yourself as if you were your friend, okay? Would you talk to a friend the way you talk to yourself? Would you beat your friend up verbally the way you beat yourself up in your own head, right? Would you say or think the things you think about a friend? And if you wouldn't, then don't. (laughs) Stop treating yourself as an enemy, okay? You are not your own enemy. You are your own best friend and you get to choose if you have your own back. You get to choose how you think and feel about yourself. And yes, it's a lot of work and I still have to challenge myself every day when I look in the mirror. I want to try to say to myself, I trust you. Okay? And if that is something that's really hard for you to say to yourself, practice it. Maybe you start with a latter thought that says, I want to trust you. Or, I feel like maybe someday I can trust you. (laughs) I really hope that if this is something you struggle with, like so many of us do, that you will stop and think about those things. Because here's the thing. I had a best friend in high school who had what I perceived to be the perfect body. Okay, She was a ballerina. She was beautiful in every sense of the word, right? And yet she thought that she was fat, okay? She looked in the mirror and she saw a fat blob. And I'm not even kidding. Those are the words that she used for herself, okay? She saw a fat blob. She hated the way her body looked and she developed an incredible eating disorder of bulimia. Uh, I think it was kind of a mixture of anorexia and bulimia because she would starve and then she would binge and then she would throw up and then she would starve for a while. Her ballet teacher would always weigh her. I I, want to say maybe once a month or maybe it was every week. I don't know. But she was constantly doing weigh-ins. And when she would have to do a weigh-in, she would get so stressed out. She would starve for days on end so that she could weigh as little as possible. And we are talking about a girl who probably weighed, I mean hovering around the hundred pound mark. I don't know for sure, but you know, we're talking about a very thin person here, right? And then I have also known what people would consider large women, right? People who do not fit the stereotypical ballerina size, somebody who is a larger woman who is completely comfortable in her own body and can wear a bathing suit to to the pool or the beach and not feel one bit of shame. So that tells you that it is possible to feel whatever you want to feel in whatever body you have. 
If you think that losing 10 pounds or losing 30 pounds or losing 100 pounds is going to make you love yourself more, I have some bad news for you. (laughs) It's not going to do that. In my experience, when I have had periods of time where I've maybe gotten super in shape or I've gone on a diet and I've lost weight, maybe I felt good about, you know, accomplishing that thing. But then immediately the thought comes that now I have to try and keep this weight off or now I have to try to keep dieting so that I can retain this weight loss, right? And then the pressure is, well, now I need to be skinnier. Now I need to lose more weight. Like it's never going to be enough if you do not love yourself exactly as you are today, right now. And so that's where the work is. That's where the work of really getting down to the bottom of what are the thoughts and feelings I'm having about myself and what are the thoughts and feelings I want to have about myself. And I think those are really important questions to start with. And if it's possible for me to love my body exactly as it is, it's possible for you because I can tell you that I have never loved my body exactly as it is as much as I do now. And yes, I still look at my body and I still have to fight the thoughts that come into my head. I definitely do. I am human and I am, you know, I am not perfect by any means, but I have made significant progress in this area. I still really struggle with photos of myself and I really try to see the good in the photo. I really try to remember the good memories of that photo and why I took the photo and how I was feeling at the time I took that photo. I try not to have anxiety about photos being taken of me, right? I, I really think so many of you can probably relate to a lot of these feelings that I'm having or have had. And I can tell you that it feels so much better to get to a place where I can love and accept myself exactly as I am, where I get to choose. Guess what, guys? We all get to choose what our bodies are here for, what we do with our bodies, what, are, what the purpose of our bodies are. We get to choose that, and we get to follow whatever path we decide when it comes to that. If you want to be a fitness coach, do that. If you want to be a, an aerobics instructor or a bodybuilder or, you know, an ultra fitness person, totally do that. I am not dissing on anybody who wants to exercise and that makes them happy or who wants to diet and and that makes them happy. Okay. I'm not saying you can't do those things, but what I'm trying to get at is that no amount of changing how you look is going to make you love yourself more. It's in your head. You have to change the thoughts that you have about your body before you can change how you feel about your body. It's not, you know, I I hear women all the time say, if I could just lose some weight, if I could just lose some weight, then I could wear that bathing suit or then I could do this or I could be happy or I could love myself. Nope, it's not going to happen. Guess what? That day is never coming. That is never going to happen unless you love yourself exactly as you are right now. And being healthy is in your head. It's a frame of mind. It's a mental thing. It's choosing to love yourself exactly as you are It's choosing to positively talk to yourself in the way that you would with a friend. It's choosing to honor the body that you were given and to stop having this idea about some perfect body that doesn't exist, you guys. It just simply does not exist. 
There are plenty of bodies that I might look at and think, oh, that's a perfect body. And somebody else might think, oh, that body is too fat or that body is too thin. Guess what? It's all a construct. It's all a social construct that we've been fed our whole lives. And there is so much competition among women about looking a certain way. And it's all just made up bullshit. And I really hope that this is something we can change in our culture and our society as a whole. But especially for those of us who have left a high demand religion that taught us that our bodies are not ours, that our bodies are here for someone else's purpose, whether it's, you know, a spouse who we save our body for, right? So that they get to have sex with a virgin. Good Lord. Or if it's that we save our bodies for, you know, parenthood, for birthing babies and feeding babies and raising babies. I mean, that might be something that's very important to you personally that you love. And and it is for me. I love being a mom. That's not what this is about. The fact is that just because I love being a mom does not mean that I my body is 100% a sacrifice to my children. My body is still mine. And this kind of comes back to the argument about abortion. It's autonomy. It's personal autonomy. In no, in no instance do they take away a person's autonomy in any sort of medical way. Like, say, for instance, um, donating blood. They never force anybody to donate blood, even if it can save somebody else's life, right? They never force anybody to donate um, an organ even after they are dead. Think about this, people. Even after somebody is dead, they still get their wishes about their personal autonomy. If they decided not to be an organ donor when they were alive, after they are dead, guess what? Their body cannot be used for organ donations, even if that saves people's lives. If you're an organ donor, you can save hundreds of people's lives. But guess what? You still get to choose that. I have chosen to be an organ donor. If you do not want to be an organ donor, that is perfectly fine. If you want to donate your body to science after you die, you can do that. Guess what? Nobody takes that choice away from you even after you die. So why is it okay to take away the choice of whether you, you know, donate your uterus to a fetus? I'm sorry. That just makes no logical sense, and that should not be the way things are. And now here I have gone off on a tangent again, but (laughs) you can tell I feel very passionate about this. This is a very important topic for me. We get to choose what we do with our bodies, so let's do that, okay? If you have stepped away from the church, you have left a high-demand religion, fuck all of it. We do not have to live by any of those standards anymore. We get to choose what we put into our bodies, what we put on our bodies. We get to choose if we want to do piercings and tattoos and wear tank tops or whatever the hell we want to wear, right? Fuck all the rules. It is not our job to care what other people think of our bodies or how we make other people feel by the way our bodies look. Guess what? It's none of our business what people think about us. It's not our problem. It's not our job to make somebody else feel happy or content or comfortable with the way we look. We get to make those choices ourselves. 
And I would challenge all of you, if you are struggling with the things that you wear, I have friends who've left the church who still struggle to wear tank tops or shorts because they don't want people to think about or worry about whether they're in the church anymore or what they believe, right? Because wearing garments is a testimony, right? That's bearing your testimony, wearing your garments. Suddenly when you take them off, you've just told everybody what you believe, right? It's an outward expression of an inner inward commitment, right? That old lovely saying. Guess what? I when I left the church, I immediately I took off my garments and I have not worn garment proof clothing since then. I mean, I swear to God, even in the winter time, I try to make a way to where everybody knows I'm not wearing garments. Even when I'm covered up with sweaters. I don't know. I just, I feel so strongly about making that statement because I want everyone to know that I'm not a fucking Mormon anymore. And I know that not everybody feels that way. I know it's not that simple for everybody. And I don't mean to make it sound like it's a simple thing. That's just the choice that I've made to make that statement and to take back my power. And if that's something that you need to do in your life, do it. It feels so good. Oh my God, it feels so good to take back that power to wear whatever the fuck you want and whatever makes you feel good and comfortable. And maybe covering up your body does feel good to you. Maybe, you know, wearing lots of clothes makes you feel sexy. I don't know. (laughs) To each their own, right? But please, please, please examine your thoughts about your body. Examine your thoughts about your clothing, about what you're wearing. Are you wearing something to please someone else? Are you wearing something to not offend someone else? That's a red flag right there. That means you are not taking personal responsibility and authority over your body. And it's time to do that. It's time to take that back for yourself. Love your goddamn self. It's the only self you get. Love it. It's the only body we're ever going to have. I mean, depending on how you believe. Maybe you believe you'll be reincarnated and and in your next life you'll be a sexy beast. I don't know. Maybe you'll be a, a, a Victoria's Secret model. Guess what? I actually never want to be that. I never want to. I've come to a place where I don't want to look that way. I just don't. I don't think that that would make me happy. So I'm going to love the body that I'm in, embrace it all that I can, treat it like a best friend, have my own back always, Stop myself when I start to criticize myself. Change my thought patterns when I start to get down or insecure about the way I look. I get, I get to choose that. And it's so liberating. So I think that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it for today. I think I said all the things I wanted to say. And... I'm just really grateful that you guys come back and listen to me, (laughs) even when, you know, sometimes I am insecure about what I have to say and whether it's meaningful to anybody. I don't know if it is. I don't know if anybody, you know, gets anything out of the things I say, but I hope you do. And I mean, I guess I can say I have gotten a lot of positive feedback and I appreciate it so much. And I have some great episodes coming up. I have some great interviews with some great people and I'm loving this work. I'm loving doing it and I'm going to stick to it and keep doing it for as long as people will listen and care what I have to say. So 
I will see you back here next week and love y'all and talk to you soon. See ya. Bye.